The world is a vampire. Hey everyone, how you doing? I am in Florida with Dee. Hi. And we are spending time alone, enjoying the Florida weather. I actually had to film something with the Mets star Pete Alonzo, which I'll talk to you guys about after it's over. So today I have uh, Mike DiStefano. <laughs> Mike DiStefano, what the hell am I talking? Chris DiStefano. I don't even know who, oh, I know what I was thinking. But Chris Stefano, really young, my daughter flipped over him. Gabrielle's like, oh my God, I can't believe Chris Stefano is going to be in our, in our room and you're podcasting with him. So he came in, really liked the direction we went. We talked about his life, his mom, his career. We, we talked about a lot of things. And it was, he brings a super high energy. I didn't have to talk half the time. And it's on the cruise, when we were on the Impractical Jokers cruise, he was one of the comedians on it. And uh, I really liked his stuff to the point where the second time I did my theater show on the Impractical Jokers cruise, I had Mike open for us, uh, uh, open for my set, and he did really well, crossed the room. So I hope you enjoy this. I know I did, and I know my daughter Gabrielle did. And there's a lot to talk about next week. Gabrielle singing at the Paramount. I think she did good. Um, I'll let her talk about it. Another show has been added to McCurdy's in Sarasota. It sold out really quick, so we're adding another one. So it's St. Patrick's Day. If you'd like, come join me at McCurdy's in Sarasota, Florida. Hitting Richmond, Virginia soon. But check out right now Chris Stefano. And uh, I hope you're all having a great day. And this is from the cruise. And then next week, I have the Impractical Jokers on there. And I heard the movie's really funny. So check out Chris right now. Good to see you, Chris. Jimmy, good to see you. Thanks for having me. I don't want to say your name the wrong way. De Stefano. De Stefano. Yeah, there was Mike yeah. De Stefano, and yes, now I'm Chris De Stefano. Okay, so before we even get into anything, I was more intrigued because as soon as I walked in the room, we're on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Yes, we are. And um, you were in a conversation with Gabrielle. Yes. About you have a doctor's. What do you have? So I got a doctorate degree in physical doctor? therapy. Doesn't Do- that like. A doctorate. doctorate? I'm so sorry. So it's like, but it's a clinical doctor degree. So when you become a physical therapist now, um, there's, it's, you know, some people have master's degrees, but then when I got into school, you was requ- required to have a doctorate. So I have a full doctorate degree. I graduated um, 2010 with my doctorate, came licensed therapist in 2011, and then I started stand-up. I started stand-up in 2010, the third year I got, the, the final year of my doctorate degree program and I was a pediatric physical therapist until about 2013 and then I started having to do comedy full time getting to do comedy full time how did you go from one what what makes you want to is that your parents going you got to go to school or well it's 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 really like my mother being like an Ivy League graduate and my father really yeah my father being a career criminal Columbia and my father being a career criminal. What kind of criminal? He was like racketeering and like um like money laundering. And he was raging against the machine. Raging against the machine. He listen. He grew up in. He had his own capitalism. He grew up in 
the Bronx Tales Bronx. Yeah. That's so it's like he was like, look, man. He was like, this is the people I grew up around. So what did you want me to do? And my mother was 21, 22 years old, freshly graduated from from school. Yeah. They were at a. My mother was walking in a walkathon, raising money for cancer because she's a great person. And my dad was doing community service on the side of the walkathon, just like an orange jumpsuit picking up garbage. And then he started flirting with my mom because he was like a bad boy, like you know. Yeah. She was this, you know, uptight conservative Ivy League stuffy graduate. Wow. And then fucking and blue collar took her down. What? And they and you know what's this is this is what it is. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, obviously I'm a parent now. You know, you got your your kids. All my mother did my whole life was try to make me not like my father, make me not sound like him, make me not even some of the same mistakes she did because my mother, they had me on the third date. So my mother, and she's very Irish Catholic, my mom. So you're an accident. Accident. And okay. then she got married. I'm an accident. Yeah. We're fucking, that's I was why supposed to be aborted. I'm not even supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people try to talk my mother out of it. You don't want a child of 42, Doris, for Christ's sake. You're starting yeah. to live life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then boom, you came out. Yeah. yeah, fucking. So I, you're an accident. I'm a, go ahead. Yeah, so we're both accidents, happy accidents, and um, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Hammered. My my mom, dude, was probably. She said she didn't know she was pregnant That's until great. the fifth month, and she was on a dance floor. Yeah, and she thought she bled me out. She told <laughs> me, she did. Do you remember yeah. that? You could laugh. Nana said. Yeah. She said, oh, you know, I thought... She thought, yeah, she thought she had she a miscarriage. Yeah, I thought you had a miscarriage because I bled out in the third month, and I thought it was from the stress because everyone said get an abortion, oh but I didn't get an abortion. Then in the fifth month, I was out with your father, and I, I, I was like, that's, that's a kick. That's not gas. Yeah. And they were trying to tell me it was gas, but it was a kick. I went, so you wow, had a twin. This is amazing. I tore... I, I took him out. R.I.P. R.I.P. Fucking Gary. But this Brewer. is this is such a great story. <laughs> this is so cool. So yeah. So 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 the third date. Whatever. That's the Bronx. That's the She's Bronx Ivy guy. League. This is a movie. Yep. And Why'd then, you write this script, bro? I tried. I've I have a fucking pilot. I had a pilot with CBS where Chaz Palminteri actually played my father. Annie Potts played Chris my mother. Chris Distafali is a great kid. Yeah. This guy's amazing. I know him in yeah up in the Bronx. Yeah. Well, there's a video on my Instagram. Chaz and I have known each other now for three or four years, and even he can't say my name right. And he's like an Italian guy. He, he <laughs> makes a video on his Instagram. And goes, I just saw a comedian. You guys all gotta check out his name's Chrissy Desafano. Chrissy Desafano. This D -E -S 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 -A. kid's this kid's act, this yeah. class act. Yeah. Like I've never seen before. Yeah, he told stories about his father beating people up, and and um, out of respect. No. Out of respect. Dude, that's what my whole stand-up is. It's just like my dad's just being like, you know, I mean, the story's about my father. I got, I told a story about... Can I ask you this? Can yes. I ask you this? Do, yeah. do you podcast? Do I, I have a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast. Oh, so called, you tell these stories, no? I have a podcast. Yeah, it's called The History Hyenas. Um, it's doing very well right now, me and uh, my partner, Giannis Pappas. Um, and Giannis, I told, yeah, great guy. And I told a story about what happened on 9-11 um, with my father and threatening the principal, and that's on YouTube. It's a whole 12-minute story. It's got over a million views. It's like okay. a big part of why I'm able to sell tickets now is because of that story and those stories about my dad that have been like picking up steam because now we live in like a podcasting world and it's and and just with that i was i've been saying this since I, I i saw you last night it was like fantastic and 
and it, it was like one of those things where I was watching you as a stand-up, and I was just like, see, Jim is from, because right now we live in an age, in 2020, where it's like, YouTubers are, are comedians, podcasters right, right. are TikTokers. comedians, anything you want, right. and it's like, you know, I was like, when, when you watch a guy like you, like a guy like Jim Brewer, it's yeah. like, you can understand like how you were like when you got on SNL, it was like you had to be cream of the crop, one in a million talent, picked out of a fucking ocean. Like it's only this guy, baby. <laughs> He's on SNL. Where now it's like some of my peers not shitting on the show SNL at all, and sure. I never even got an audition for it. But I'm sure. just saying, yeah. some of my peers now that do SNL, we're like, this is we live in a new world where it's like these guys are like. You're like the one in a million talent, and Colin Quinn, who's taken right. me like under his wing right. for years at the Comedy Cellar, has been like a mentor to me. He always told, I was texting with him on the boat. I was like, Brewer was fantastic last night. He's like, this is why I tell you always to go watch guys, because like we'll be up at the Comedy Cellar, sitting up at the olive tree, and I'll just be eating fucking hummus and buffalo wings like a loser, and Colin will be like, hey, fuck face. David tells on stage downstairs, what are you doing? Fuck face. Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing talking to these assholes? Why are you not going to see this guy? Yeah, Yo, you got fucking ranch dip on your lips, you loser <laughs> david tell a legend is on stage on stairs go learn something and i feel like i learned so much with you a phenomenal was uh, wow. performance was truly phenomenal i mean my boy my boy pat who's sitting right here would have watched it but he was vomiting in our room passed out you drunk. dropped the ball yeah but this is your first cruise thursday it's your first cruise he got off the boat he got off a royal caribbean cruise and got on our cruise that's what i'm not so you're still uh you're still up from from last week yeah you still got your pirate hat on yep Crush, you got you got no kids. You got kids? Exactly. No. no. Exactly. I would just keep going to the sunrise. Yeah. We'll wear our sunglasses yeah. for all the miners. Yeah. I mean, a guy named Patrick Finnegan, what do you think? I'm just Hasn't happy. brushed his teeth in 17 days. Yeah. Who needs to brush your teeth when yeah. you're back he's to back? He's 35 years old, and his mother, who's a, who you know we've known our whole life, said to me last week, she goes, just please make sure my son doesn't fall off the boat. That's all she wanted. Wait, no, where do you live, Pat? Uh, Queens. You're in Queens, okay. And that's why you're a Mets fan. We'll get, we'll get into that. Big we'll Mets fan. I'm a Yankees fan, unfortunately. But my dad's from the Bronx, so... You want to hear my conspiracy on the there's Yankees? There's nothing to do. Yeah, no, please. Listen, it's, it's not conspiracy. They are the mafia of baseball. Right. And I can, oh, I can put up all different <laughs> mafia conspiracy theories that link the Yankees to... Now, first of all, this whole cheating thing, right? right. Baseball, which is wild. Okay, yeah. the Astros are caught filming. Um, they see right to the second what the guy's gonna throw. Yep. And he, all right, so and everyone they get the buzzers. Yeah. So who's part of that? Who's a big part of that? Um, the who are the big names? No, but who oh, are the big names? Jose Altuve um, was the big one. Who else? Um, who else? Who else was it? Who got oh, fired? The Astros. Some people got fired. Lance got Berkman. Fired. Yeah, who what? else? What kind of managers? Oh, you mean you mean the manager of uh, the manager of the Astros and the Mets See, got, fi is, got fired? Cora got fired. Fucking Beltran no got fired. Yeah. No respect to Mets fans. No respect. I Carlos, Carlos Beltran. Yeah. Okay. He got nabbed because he was a big part of it. Now, you can't tell me the Yankees. Who came from Joe Torre kicking? He doesn't even have to talk. He just gives you a look. Yeah. He just went to. You can't tell me the Yankees didn't shut the door and go to Beltran. I'm like, 
do you know about this? Because <laughs> it's going to get bad. We need to know. Is this a bad thing? You need to be honest with me because this shit's going to get crazy. <laughs> and Beltran went, listen, listen, I don't want to hear you Christian and you're a great family. I need to know the truth. And we'll look after you. All right. I, I did it. Okay. Yeah. The Mets were about to hire a manager. Do you remember that, Mr. Mets fan, Fannikin? Yeah. They were down to three guys. And then all of a sudden, from left field, oh, whoa, 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 I think you like, you know what? He's been advising us, the New York Yankees, for three years, Carlos Beltran. You know what? We're going to open the door and let him. If you want to interview him for a match, we think he'd be a great match. We should think he'd be great. Oh, I think this guy. But boom. But boom. He'd be a great manager. Hey, guy, talk to him. Interview him. In three hours, he's our guy. He's our guy? <laughs> Carlos Beltran's our guy? You hung out one night, had fucking pasta with him, and <laughs> yeah. two wines? Yeah. And then he gets fired. Oh, he's... A, it, right after that, oh, he's part of the... He's part of the cheating. <sighs> Gonna have to step down. Now, what is he known as? The Mets manager that never get hired... He was with the Yankees for three years. <laughs> he not once ever went, you know, I can really help you guys out. <laughs> you guys in the bag is all black. Yeah. And, you know, hey, listen, I'm Christian, okay? And this is not my ways. But if you look in the back, you can see a good angle. I'm just saying, it's up to you. I, you know, I heard things about some other teams I've been on. You can't <laughs> tell me that never existed. But that's, that's, point. that's the power. Of the Yankees. Of the Yankee Mafia. I'll give you another Yankee Mafia. You ready for this? Great. Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Okay. Was traded. He didn't like the Yankees. Right. He came out with an article and trash. He didn't trash, but he pissed off Jeter. Right. He said, well, you know, I'm a star. And I got to carry the team on my back. And people are like, whoa, 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 said some things, whoa, you said some things. Right. And then he was traded to the rival Yankees, the Red Sox. People don't remember this time in history. Yeah. Because it's kind of just flush. And for the first time in Major League history, baseball went, oh, time out, time out. You know what? Baseball don't improve. Alex Rodriguez going to the Red Sox. Why not? Uh, it's just, you know, just uh, his money. It's, just, it's not good for baseball. A week later, he's in a car. They got Godzilla Hideki Matsui. He gets in the car and he's like, oh, they got you too. They got you too. They got everybody. <laughs> A-Rod's now a Yankee. That is some mafia powerful stuff. Who is that? He's not gonna make Probably it. housekeeping. It's Carlos Beltran. Now we went off on a tangent here. <laughs> went off on a tangent here. No. But I don't want to take away from. Uh, someone's knocking our door. Who is? There's some snick snacks. Oh, Whoa. cool. Oh, snick snacks. Where'd you get those for, from? Ooh, I like these. Oh, Thank look you. at Teresa. Look at this. Look at that. Wow, cookies. We're on the cruise. Look at that. We're on a cruise eating some cookies. Why not? Have a cookie. Oh my God, I'm washed off. Hold on. So go. Um. Something tells me talking to you is going to need like five hours. We might have to have four parts. Let's do four parts of this. 
We might I, have to four uh, four part series. Well, that's the thing with podcasting. Podcasting is now a new genre of comedy. Like when I started in 2010, it was just stand up, improv, and sketch. This is what I want to ask you. So yeah. you're you're starting out. Okay, what? Why did so your parents? Okay. Why did you want to do physical therapy? Because my mother was very much so. So here's education, I, education, education. And since they had me after like that third date. And like my mother was like got married to my dad out of guilt, and then she was like, no, like I'm not going to be with your father, like you know. So she got divorced, and as an Irish Catholic woman, that was always like painful for her to like go through a divorce and all that shit. So her whole life, she was like, you know, you're going to go to school, we're going to overeducate you, you know, education, 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 and it was kind of worked out because she was all about education, and then when I spend the summers with my father, he was all about sports. So I excelled in academics and sports because of my. The, the way it was there was a lot of like shit that went on but but i'm bringing all that up to say when the i said the apple doesn't fall far from the tree because yeah. all my mom did was like i and i never got in trouble i never made any mistake I you mean, didn't I made, seem like a troublemaker though i just didn't i just whatever i went to school i played ball right. i got this doctorate degree i i did what they asked me i you know then i was pursuing my dream and everything was fine and like i said on that third date my mother you know, had, you know, she would always be like, you know, make sure you choose the right woman. I had a baby with your father. And even though I don't dislike him, like it wasn't my partner, you know, it wasn't like my life partner. Fast forward to, and again, make no mistakes. Fast forward, meet my kid's mom. Second date, she gets pregnant. Second date. And I told when I told my mother that she, she couldn't believe it. She was like, I did everything. Made you go to school. Kept you away from your father. I did everything. And you make the same fucking mistake. That I did. Yep. Now, there's no regrets on my end, of course, but I wound up. No, but that's interesting. You know? I, I'm sorry. I mean, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I wound up. I mean, I love my daughter as my best friend, yeah. you know. Um, How old is she now? She's four now. But okay. me and my kids, I mean, my kid's mom split up. Like, the same thing that happened to my mom is what happened to me. And, you know, I'm different assessing the situation about it because like my dad had like a lot of problems He was like a criminal guy gambler guy. So there were issues. My kids mom is just it didn't work out romantically with us But we're still like good co-parents and good friends. So do you look at like uh, not, not your dad? Do you look at uh, like The way your mom grew up you Yeah, look at the history of how she grew up. Yeah, like how she turned into that because I'm thinking of this Did she have siblings? She's one of five She's one of five. Yeah. And then where'd she grow up? She grew up in like Ridgewood, Bushwick area, Brooklyn, Queens. Her father left when she was five years old, walked out yeah, on yeah. five kids. So especially in the 1960s, like that's a big fucking yeah. problem. Yeah. You know? Like, that's a big problem anytime in life. Anytime in life. Anytime in life, dad exits or yeah. just the family splits. Right. People People underestimate. Sure. The damage of that. It's a huge issue. But like in 2020, if that happened, they'd be like, you know, right. you know, woman it's power, it's fine. Correct. Where in, in 1965, they were like, right. what did you do, you dumb lady? Why right. did you make this guy leave? And it's like the guy, my pater maternal grandfather was just a piece of shit cheater, just right. had another family. So my grandmother did nothing. It was, but she was, I mean, she was ostracized in our neighborhood because they were like why did how could this lady lose her husband it must be her fault that's just how americans thought back then yes so my well, that's like small village mentality small village. too and that's what it is because like where we're from like is like deep new york city it's not right. like gentrified williamsburg like there's no quinoa right everybody right. votes for trump like right. it's just it's sure. just like a real new york neighborhood yep. you know where it's just like it's just like 
there's no political. It's just so. So I think when you grow up that street way, justice, street justice stuff, where it's my village justice. So, but my mother was like, again, my mother, even that, I think internally motivated her. Like she was like, you know, she was like, I'm gonna have to like do things on my own. I mean, I right. need it. See, Men exactly. walk out. So right. All that shit. It's abandonment issue. And then I and then I found myself attracted. All my girlfriends have had dad issues for a while. Because my mom has dad issues. And I never, I always used to think, I'm like my dad. I'm just like my dad. I get comedy from my dad. I get this from my dad. I, I'm like my dad. None of it was true. When I grew up, especially after I had my daughter, and I like used to like reflect and try to like internalize a lot and be like, how am I going to be the best father for this girl? I started to realize the similarities I had mostly to my mother. I actually don't have, any, I actually just look like my dad. I'm not, I don't have a th really much in common besides the love of the Yankees and sports with my dad and my whole life I thought I was a clone of my father and I never was it was always my mother and I'm like wow do you think that's good enough though with dad because I know well my dad was around so I can't really compare yeah but well, we my dad, my dad never missed a moment in my life my dad is a was is an excellent father and it wasn't easy because my mother was always mad at him but my dad would never miss the basketball game never miss the comedy show of mine in the beginning any event of my life my dad was present for um, and he still is present for. He's a great grandfather, but it was. It, it's just interesting how like I thought my whole life I was like my mom, mm -hmm. and then my whole life I might like my dad. But then actually I'm like, wow, my. And I realized, you know, looking back, how much, how important my mom was, making me go to school, making me do these things. Where I was like, oh God, she's so annoying. She's on my ass. And then it's like, <laughs> I'm like, all these discipline that she taught me is is affecting me in such a positive way yeah. now, like with being a parent, with being a comedian, doing all these things. Like I learned, if, I, if my dad was, if it was, if I was like my dad, I would have quit. I would have done something. My, and my dad always said, my dad would always be like, hey, if you want to know what, how not to be in life, then just look at what I'm doing. And you do the opposite of me and you'll be okay. He would always tell me that. Wow. And, I, and my mind wouldn't register. It was so bizarre. My mind would be like, no, my dad's my hero. My dad, all my dad right. does is make the right choices. And then when I finally just accepted, like, oh, no, my dad's right. If I just do the opposite, I'll be fine. And that, unfortunately, is the uncomfortable, cold, hard truth for my situation. But since I've been doing the opposite of my dad, I've had nothing but success in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah. I think there comes a time, too, and yeah. I'm trying to do with my oldest and I don't know if it's the right thing right but your dad seems like he started talking to you more as a as a pal he was my friend man. always so I think the kids go through a term where you are dad right you're gonna see it with with yours yeah and then there comes a time where they almost not that they don't want you to be dad you always have to be dad but they hit an age where they are screaming right. for independence which sure. you probably didn't see for a long time your dad right. and your father was like listen yeah. Just don't be like me. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the greatest advice ever. Yeah. Where I'm, I now tell her, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to talk to you like a dad. I'm just going to talk to you like I'm talking to my friend Larry. Right. I'm going to go, Larry, you're a mess tonight. Take sure. it down level. Right. And that's how it is. Take it down. You're, you're acting a little nutso. Yeah. I think that's Don't be a, a dick. Don't be an asshole. Watch yourself. I think. Don't be with, stupid. With my dad, he may have went into pal mode. Too early. Too early. Because like even when I started comedy, you know, my mother and I and I was angry. But here's what I thought. All right, let me yep. ask you this. Was he uh what was his dad like? His dad died when he was like fifteen years old. He, so cancer. He, that's all he knew. Yeah, it's all he knew was how to try to just The reason why the reason why I asked you that is because I have I have family. Right. And my oldest brother died, left three young kids, right. and I see how each one is now. Right. And it's you know, and they get mad, like, whoa, he's like this. I'm like, Well, you understand. Right. 
when he was this age, he, the only way he knew how to be a man was everything he known up until 15, sure. 16. That's all he knows. Sure. So he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's got to pretend like he knows what he's doing. Right. It's all, I don't know. I just find that all so fascinating when you keep looking back at the history of it all. Yeah, my father was, when his dad died, he was raised by his brother, who's a friend. Right. You know, and then. And, then, and how they get along now? Well, my, my uncle died also of cancer relatively early in what life. What kind? The two of them died of cancer? My dad, my dad's dad died of lung cancer and my uncle Johnny died of leukemia, all smoking. Smoking. Related. In my smoking. family, it seems, yeah. if you don't smoke, you yeah. can live. Because I have my grandfather and my grandmother both lived to over 100, no smoking. Really? My dad had a, had a twin sister, my Aunt Helen, died at 46, smoking. So it's like, if you smoke in my family, yeah. it, we don't have the genes for it, uh. but it seems like if you don't do that, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. So I think like like even like with comedy, when I first when I you know, I remember being angry at my mom. My mom was like, I was like, oh mom, I'm gonna leave stand, I'm gonna leave physical therapy to do stand up. But she was like, that's a horrible decision. Why would you do that? That it's too risky. It was like you don't support my dreams. Right. Where like my dad was like right away. I was like, I'm gonna do. He's like, yeah, that's my boy. He goes, get the girls, do everything. You can always stay by uh, me. And my kid's gonna be a rock star. All that. I was like, yeah, dad's on my uh, side. Dad that's sees interesting. Vision, but. You know, thank God it's been working out so far. But it's like my mother wasn't wrong. I did make an ill advice. I left a really good job as a pediatric physical therapist to do open mics. You know, so it was like it was like very very crazy idea. And you know, now things are okay. Yeah, but, but I, I I think I disagree. I don't yeah. think it's a crazy idea. I yeah. think it's that's just me though. Yeah, I think it's more of. You're for not yeah. You knew when did you want to? You didn't just go. You weren't in the middle of college, and no. you, I'd I'd find it really hard to believe somewhere in there you went. You know what? Yeah, I want to be a stand up comedy one day. When you had to be young, or I was young. Well, how old? It really started. I started getting the idea when I was about seventeen years old. Okay. This, this, uh, I went to Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens. Yeah. And Brother Regis. Who is now passed away? But you remember Brother Regis, Pat? Jesus, I'm never going on a boat with you. I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> never going over there. Just, yeah. just never going over your house. Tell yeah. you that right now. But on, but actually on 9/11 when that happened, like you know, so it was affected so many people. You know, we're all in Queens High School, yeah. so all so many kids were. They kept people who thought my mother worked in the second tower that was hit. She survived, but she worked there. So all those. Um, kids in high school who thought a family member was missing or didn't know what was going on we all got sent to the library yeah. and everybody was like crying trying to look at their phones or whatever and i didn't even realize i was doing it i was just trying to make everybody laugh yeah. and then a few weeks went by and then brother regis i went to i had to visit him for something i forgot and he was like he was like hey you know everything's okay now whatever it was like october he was like you know you have a real gift for uh making people laugh He's like, I would explore that. He said, it seems very visceral for you, and it seems like it is just a natural ability that you have. He said, so I would get into, think about being something with charm and where you can sway people to come to you. He said, I don't want you to start a cult. He's like, but I think you should maybe be a lawyer or think about something in comedy writing or acting. He's like, I would just explore it. So I was like, oh, I do do that. But I didn't get the balls to actually get on stage. No, I was no, 25. hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a yeah. big moment. That's yeah. a big moment. Yeah, it was. That's yeah. an awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Now, am I crazy to say you didn't know how intense that was? No. You were not you were not ready to handle 
Because when someone tells you that, and when that moment hits you, yeah, there is an intensity. Yes, there is something that hits you. It goes, I just, and the reason why I say that is because mine, I had a couple, but the big one was at a funeral. Uh huh. And I'll never forget at the moment of looking up and seeing in a circle of me just making people laugh. You're yeah. deflecting the horrible situation that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, oh my God, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be letting. And they were like, no, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just people going, man, you don't understand. That, uh, to watch them go from yeah. grief, anger, whatever, yeah. and bring them out of that, yeah. that is powerful. Very it's powerful. a gift. Yeah. But <clears throat> from that moment on, we struggle with that. Well, yeah. I did because if you go for the business side, people don't understand that because yeah. there's no depth to it. There's no. Right. It's like, oh, well, you got you got to be like Eddie Murphy, or you got to be like so and so, or you got to. It's all vanity, vanity, vanity. Yeah. You get your leather pants and kangaroo. Yeah. Where? Yeah. It's actually. Yeah. I, I I know it sounds corny. Right. But I struggle. Right. Half my life with. How do, how do I give this for free sometimes? Because I almost feel right. Like a doctor once in a while has this amazing thing, and why should we all have to pay if he's get like? What do you think comes from a tree, man? It's it's I natural. Know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. But I mean, I understand it's entertainment, right? But did you struggle at all with weird? Because I went back and forth, and it could be never, but I went back and forth with going. I wanted my big thing was I wanted leather pants. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted a kangaroo. Right. I wanted to go through the mall. I want right. to be a rock star. I want MTV Cribs. Right, right. But at the same time, I also knew, like, you know, I, I would hear the force going, you have a gift, Luke. Right. Use the right. gift. You don't, right. don't underestimate the force. Constantly hear that. Yeah. And then I'd feel slimier and slimier for things that I was doing. I really don't want to do it. I was just looking for the left. I don't know. I may be getting too in depth. I, I'll tell you what. I definitely have always felt like with with entertainment, with comedy, with even making people laugh. Like I remember, I mean, even further back, I told you that story about Brother Regis, and and that was the one that I I think I was plugged in for. I remember being nine years old, walking down the block with my mom, and I was playing basketball, CYO, St. Matthias. I was playing basketball, and I asked I asked my mom. I'll never forget where I was. It was we were like five steps away from my front door in my house. And where she still lives. And I was like, Mom, like, what do you think my best talent is? Like, what do you think it is? And I wanted her so bad to say basketball, like you're the best player on the team, because that's all I thought about was like basketball, basketball, basketball. She's like, your sense of humor is what it is. And I remember being angry at her. I remember being so angry and being like, I, why don't you, my dad says it's my jump shot. You know, my dad's like, it's basketball, you know, and, uh, and that's what right. I wanted because that was like the cool thing being right. nine or 10 years old. Right. But she was like, it's your sense of humor. It's what it is. It's your sense of humor. And I was like, fuck, I'm pissed at that. And then like, as I've progressed in my career in entertainment, I've been like, wow, like she because now just over the last like six months, my career is like starting you to feel change. good about it well now it's like theaters and now it's like we're you know now it's like because of my podcast and things that have happened capitalizing on 2020 because i did these shows guy code and girl code, girl code which were very which popular. my daughter flipped out over your daughter watches it i don't i don't Shout watch out. any tv I so no. i apologize thank she, you she 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 was yeah. hey, let's be honest you were you were you were not bugging but you were like i appreciate it oh my god i just like oh my god i was always that was like the first like Yeah. 
Okay, so Girl Girl Code was like the first show that I started watching right. when I was like kind of younger. Cause my mom was like super strict with like TV shows, same like, of mine, yeah. Whatever I watch, yeah. And Girl Code was the one show that I would like get away with watching, yeah, because it was a little raunchy, right? But I was like, <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like. <laughs> It was the first like raunchy show right. that I like watched that right. my mom thought was okay right. because like it was just like right. you would just see like she wouldn't watch it yeah. with it was, like me. quick clips yeah but, oh my god it was so funny thank you thank you You're welcome. yeah <laughs> well because because what happened with guy code and girl she code hopped up I appreciate oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and it's funny because people, uh, Jim, well, Jim knows this. It's like people would come up to me when Guy Code and Girl Code was really popular, like, "Oh my God, you must have like a yacht." And it's like, dude, I make about a hundred dollars a week doing this fucking talking head bullshit show. It's not even sack. <laughs> people have no clue. They have no fucking clue. I'm like, I'm still active. I'm living with my mother because I have to. <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. like they don't know. But so but so but so what's happened a lot in my career is people are like, oh you're that guy from that show and that'd be cool. And now because of the podcasting and just things happening, they're like, they're like, oh it's it I know who you are and they'll yeah. say my name. Sometimes they'll say my last name wrong, but they'll say my name. Yeah. So it's went from like comedy clubs to theaters and you know, so I think now, and I'm 35 now, and you know my daughter's about. You're to, starting to feel good too. You're starting to mature. I'm starting to feel confident a, in my yeah, all yeah. decisions as a man. Now it's like there's no like I know what I want, I know what I don't want. Right. I can t I talk to the people like because now it's like it's sync. I you know because my whole I pay for my dad's life, I pay for my kids' life, of course, my kids' mom's life. That it's all me. Like I'm the only one in my family. To be honest with you, and this is not a negative thing, but the only one who doesn't take from me is my mother. My mother's the only one who gives. Mm. Everyone else just takes, and I'm not, and I'm okay with that role. Being right. the, you know, kiss patriarch of the family now, I'm okay with that role. Right. But it is, a, it is, there's, you have to know what you, my career was kind of like, I had to have you, that talk to myself and say, if you're going to do this, then you need to do this. Because now you have too many lives depending on this going well or not going well. So now the decisions that I make are like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I want to. Not, I'm not just blindly saying yes anymore. I'd be like, this has to impact me. So, what do way. you find yourself doing more yeah. than from the past? Like, what what's the big difference? I would say the biggest difference now is um, doing things like I I would rather do something um, for you or like cast it in something like a sitcom. Coms like, hey, you're you're the. Um, now no you're the you're the transgender well no to be uh, honest with you guy in love and no no none of that anymore i used it's to it's oscar you could you win a big role for this it's a big role here's here's literally here's literally this is something this is something that's like just like sometimes in our business yeah. like especially like the older generations like you know i have one agent who's sure. like in his 60s who's yeah. who's great but yeah. the agent who really is working for me is the one who's like 40 because he's just like, I'm younger. I know what's going on. Right. The truth of the situation is this. Nobody, I used to go out on all these auditions, the casting for NBC and ABC and CBS, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody cared. Even if I got, even if I had gotten my <laughs> sitcom on the air, right. nobody would have cared. The only thing that's happening in my career that's been moving my career forward has been the things I've been able to do from the comfort of my own home, like a podcast we're doing, or things that I've uploaded onto the internet. I got the per when I did my Comedy Central Hour special last yeah, year. Yeah. They aired it Friday at midnight. What was it called? It was called Size Thirty Eight Waist. Okay. Now I'm doing a second one in Chicago in June. It's called Size Thirty Six Waist. Wait, wait, can they get tickets? Shout out Keto. Um, they uh, we haven't picked the venue okay, yet, okay. but when it comes out, I'll find me, out from Serpico. 
Find out from Serpico. For me, for me, it's all about History Hyenas podcast. Just go there. You're so hopped up. This is great. Yeah, his- You're like, life is so good right now. Yeah. I got a kid. I feel good. I'm a yeah. dad. I'm doing oh, things dad. I want to do. I'm, oh, my God. I'm selling out theaters. Yeah. But it's it. Because he's the final. He's coming say, of age. I will say, Pat Finnegan has been there from day one. He was at my first gig I ever did at the Maui Taco. Listen. Yeah. And this Pat is was a- there from day one. This is why I yeah. get you. Yeah. I get everything about you. Yeah. I always have my friend Phil and Gene with me. Yes. And they're from the same street. Yeah. Every venue. We do Mets fantasy camp together. Yeah. We If we go play, I always have yeah. Phil and Gene in the biggest moments in life, even Hollywood, I always wanted Phil yeah. and Gene had to be there. And they yeah. would... They kept, they would always bring back to life the real the reality yeah. of everything yes. that was really going yeah. on. Yeah, you may think like, oh, this guy's sorry, and Phil be like, oh, this guy's. Yeah, well, Pat's always he's had he's had things like, hey, you know, he's things that he said before has been like giving me little tips, like, what do you think of this guy? I don't know, but and then I had been on autopilot, and then when I sit and look, I'm like, oh no, Pat's right, because yeah. sometimes like he's you know, outside he you knew me from. Yeah, and he's also looking after you. Yeah, he don't care. No, no, no. He just gets maybe a free extra beer or two. He gets a free cruise out of it. You know what I mean? He gets a free cruise here and there. Yeah. So, right. So yeah. he's always looking after you. So I think... Yeah, listen to those people. I, yeah, I listen to them a lot. And, and I think, you know, like with the career stuff, an example is just like this is 2020... Like first of all, me going out and doing a television show right now would actually hold my career back. Like, see, that's how I me I'm going, like, me I getting don't... on Saturday Night Live right now, I would lose money, I would lose steam in my career, which is wild to say, but it is the truth. Right. Where it's like I would things would I would the best thing that happened yeah. to Shane Gillis was him getting canceled for it because now he has a career because the majority of the country was like, we don't care. You said them, we don't care. Who... He got on SNL. And then uh, something he said on the podcast, because he said a racial slur in a podcast that wasn't right or funny, but was in character. He was saying, this is what it would have sounded like in the 1920s. And then he said the word gook. So they were like, you're out. We just hired an Asian cast member. SNL's a fucking mafia too, baby. Oh, Oh, and I know you know that. Oh, yeah. Because I don't believe for a second that Shane Gillis didn't get canned for using an Asian slur and they hired their first Asian cast member. It's like, really? That's a coinky dink. It's all your bullshit. And schemes. Wow. See, you know? This is a friend hopped up for his friend. Can I just tell you? Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm out of the loop. I I, yeah. I try to stay out as much as I possible. Believe it. Yeah. Right? So yeah. uh Brian McKenna. Okay. I bring him on the road. Yeah. Comedian and yeah. we tour together. He introduced me to what's his name? Sean McKenna. Uh, uh, Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Yeah. Right? He goes, You hear about this guy? I get SNL. And I don't know the whole story. Sure. Right? So I listened to just the little part. I'm like, oh boy, that's, oh man. Yeah. Right. Oh man. Right. Oh, that's, uh, you know, yeah, damn. Right. But then he showed me a video <laughs> of him as the fireman. <laughs> yeah. I was howling I believe with it. laughter. I believe and if it. I'm an asshole for howling with laughter, well, then I, I'll, I will own. Being an asshole, I I was belly laughing watching that sketch. What the yep. hell sketch am I talking about? Um, the fi- I never saw the fireman sketch one with Shane Gillis. You never saw that? No, 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 no. But I mean, I I, I know I know him personally. Gab. But he's great. Gab, wait, wait, wait. Do we have internet on this ship? Yeah, I can't. I can only tag. I can barely text okay. you. Okay, all you gotta do this is Shane Gillis fireman, fireman sketch. Yeah, I was freaking. Belly. I believe it. I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna say what it is. Right. But I believe that it, that alone, if that was a sketch on SNL, it would crush. I'm gonna go out and say it was. It would. It would have been 
one of the biggest sketches of the year. There's no hands compa- down, but there's no comparison. And the only reason I'm bringing up SNL, it hit it hit modern times. He yeah, hit, yeah. hit politics. It was hilarious. I believe it. I it was hilarious. It. And now it's like still there's like that old adage where like you know people like my mother's age be like, when are you gonna get on SNL? That'll make your career. It's like ladies, no, you listen, have it no never idea makes you what you're talking about. Yeah. But now, but now but people don't know unless you're in it. So it's like I not, forgive them. I'm not shitting, and I'm not shitting on the show. I mean, it's a still it's an American fucking. Tr- you're just mad show. about your buddy. Uh, well, not even. Uh, Shane and I weren't even really that close. I was. We are closer now. I was just, I was just proving the point, uh, or trying to make the point of it. Has nothing to do with SNL. I mean, I know I don't know anybody other than Michael Che and Pete Davidson yeah. who do standups. I don't know anybody. I, I'm sure everybody's great, but right. as an outsider, as just a person in the business, but watching, I was like, you know, maybe ten people in the whole country were affected, cared about Shane Gillis. The other three hundred fifty million are like. Fuck that. So when we're talking about TV and podcasting, I would only I would do a television show. Here's what would, here's 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 what would be a perfect storm for me in my career. I would do a I would do a television show, get cast at some ABC show, Ugh. let let it go on the air, yeah. have them listen to something in, on my podcast and then extract one moment and cancel me and put me on the front page of all the news sources for a week and I would sell 2000 more seats a night because people then look at my actual work right. and say no we support he's I have no hate in my heart I grew up in New York City I'm not racist I'm not sexist I well, love everybody we make fucking jokes Don't so, you it sounds like a pushback is coming at all oh, a big one There's a major pushback Well and and I'm going to use here's the last example and I don't, I'm not going to say the guy's name but it's just something you are uh, this, you are with me our boy Mike Cannon this was 2 weeks ago at the New York Mike Knicks. who Mike Cannon great comedian Cannon I heard of this guy Mike Cannon Mike no disrespect to you no, I'm 52 years old No we get it I got three kids I live in the woods Yeah <laughs> I did the whole city gig I did I, 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 I Dude Trust so me. don't be offended. Guys like you. Mike we, Cannon, we go su- ahead. We support you. And we're like fucking, we know what's going on with Jamie. V. Mike Cannon. It's all good. Yeah. So Mike You Cannon, see the world I'm in. Look at this. There's two out of three of them. Yeah, look at this. You're, we, we walked our own daughters out of the podcast. Like, this, we're bombing so hard. Right. They're like, fucking walk <laughs> We walked the, gym's own we walk the kids. <laughs> yeah. The That's the guy from. All right, I'm yeah. done. He's like, I'd rather literally watch the Joker's belly flop than listen to these two idiots talk about shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, um, so I was at the Knicks game with yeah. Mike Cannon, and they had put two people on there. It was the Jumbotron, you know, Jumbotron, yeah. New York Knicks, Madison Square Garden. You know, New York is very honest. Yeah. You know, like if you're doing the Jumbotron in Minnesota, everyone will clap because they're sure, like, oh, sure. we're just trying yeah, to be yeah, polite. Yeah. New York, it's like yeah. you'll get a full fucking zero. Right. You'll get a zero if they don't know who you are or care about you sure. from 15,000 people. Yeah. We're at the game. Yeah. They put an actress who had just done The Tonight Show with Jimmy yeah. Fallon, right? The night... Which you know, twenty nobody's, years ago. Yeah, nobody's watching. No, no offense to Jimmy. No offense just to nobody. Jimmy yeah, no offense, no offense to this actress at all. No, you could hear a fucking pin drop for right. her. I mean, a full right. zero. People like who? Like yeah. yelling like that. It's New York. Right. Right. Okay. Next time out, they put a comedian. I won't say his name. He's a great guy. He had just won. You can do figure it out. He had just won the Golden Globe for best performance in a comedy. The week oh yeah before, yeah he had at a, the Golden yeah. Globes. Yeah, yeah, he had so. won the Golden Globe for a comedy. They put him up. You could hear a fucking pin drop. Of course, people were like, I don't know who this guy is. Sure. Fast forward the next time out, they put me on the jumbotron. Yeah. They put a clip from my special and my podcast up. Yeah. Not that I got a huge pop or anything like that, but I heard people calling out phrases from my from my uh, podcast. About 30 people came down taking pictures. They're like, Chrissy D. I say, we say, crack me open and clean me out on the podcast. They were like, crack me open, clean me out. Going nuts. 
And the camera guy, first of all, the camera guy, when they went to put me on the show, <laughs> he's so jacked he up didn't right know now. who it was. Because he, he's an old guy. He was like, which one is it? He didn't know. Is it you, Mike? He's like, who is it? Is it you? He's like, all right. And then so everybody was like, even Ra, uh, the kid who, uh, who, Rami Youssef is the guy's name, who was on, um, I just said it. But he's a great guy. He's a great fucking comedian. But it's just, they even they turned around. They were like, oh, what is this? We didn't know because I don't have a television show. So yeah. they think, but nobody cares about the television show. It was the podcast. That's right. all they cared about. And that's what, when they put that up, it was like, again, not uproarious, but it was like, I'm the only one who got even a decimal of clapping because in 2020, you have to capital, try to capitalize on what are the things that we're going to do here. Sure. Podcasting on the internet, which seems kind of like, man, we're doing a podcast right now, like in the equipment you brought, but this would be heard more. This will be heard more than if we had a television show. Uh, Nobody would watch it, absolutely. but they'll listen to this. I'll so, put I put on videos. Yeah, just videos, sure. Instagram, and I'm I'm I, I'd say I don't know TikTok and all that, but right. whatever. Right. Mine is clearly Facebook. I've also accepted my audiences. Sure. They're older. Yeah. I'm starting to try. I get little dripples of sure. twenty and thirty year olds, yeah. but um, I can just say I'll put up a video, and if it's Mets, sometimes we'll get. Quarter million, half a million, I million views. Yeah, which is more than and any then sitcom gets. And you're looking at sitcoms, you're like, these guys don't. They'll get an award if they get a hundred thousand views. If well, I got and I got nothing against all that, but I I do like no, no, the no. whole taking. I got taken also seriously. It's really just your product sold yeah. the most. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing against any of it. No, I'm just trying to look. I'm just again what I said before, like having to run. Your star. I see where you're at. You are. You just tasted. Yep. Oh, that's a VIP. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up to the 14th floor of that yeah. fractal Joker's yeah. cruise. It's just starting happening now. I am now. so close right yeah. now, yeah. Mm -hmm, man. Yeah. I know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're you're packed, but oh, you got room for me in the back. I just, who thought? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like that. So I leave a table open up. So, I can see it. I can see little, it, it you're starting to taste it. Well, that's what. Promise me you won't bug out. I'm gonna no, watch you. No, well, because you I'm know, gonna make I, Jim watch you too. You yeah. can bug out. Because it's a fun bug out. It's a fun. Well, I think for me, I'm older. I'm not going to lie to you. It's fun for yeah. a little while. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely worth living. Yeah. Just yeah. I won't. No, nah, I mean, for me, like the peer pressure with the drugs, and I'm older. No, no, no. I'm not yeah. talking about that. Yeah. It's just, you'll yeah. see. You'll see, yeah. Well, I think like. Ego grows. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, but here, but that's the interesting thing yeah. about, about 2020 times is it becomes so niche, right? Like. It's only like like my fans know my podcast and they're loyal as fuck. But here's what's yeah. You I stop you right there. Yeah. What I discovered, I think it was 2010 when you started. Okay. I went. I, I put out a special called "Let's Clear the Air." Okay. The reason why I put that out, I went. I can't appeal to what everyone thinks. I, everyone thinks I'm the Sonnet Live and half baked guy. Right. And they don't they don't even know I do stand up. Right. Don't even know it's stand up. Right. That brought me there. It's stand up that yeah. I've been doing your whole forever. Backbone of your career, is that backbone of my whole life has been stand up. Right from day one. Right. So 2010, I just put out a special. It was right. called "Let's Clear the Air." Right, we saw it. Yeah. And all of what that was really just saying. Listen, I know you know me as this. Right. But we're putting that aside. Right. Because the rest of my life, this is who the guy I am. And those you right. want to come along, come along. Right. And that's what that just like you said with the podcast. What you're doing and what I came to terms with is. It doesn't matter when you when you come to terms with it doesn't matter how big you get. Mm -hmm. It feels better 
when the room is really there just to see you and not only just see you they know everything about you you basically just created a whole bunch of what's your last name Finnegan. A whole bunch of Finnegans. A whole bunch of Patty. Finnegans. You got a million Patty Finnegans. We call them Patty Flyballs. That know all your. Yeah. The, it's. I'm watching it with this Joker's cruise. Yeah. And I'm like, if now we were watching at the pool deck, right? Sure. And I almost don't want to say because I don't want to say you have to be part of it. They were chanting. They made some guy do a belly flop. Yeah. And I could tell you if someone just tweeted what was going down. Without the whole context of the whole of, of, of the entire boat, what's going on? Right. Someone would be, oh, oh, their asshole would be squeaking hard. Yeah. yeah. They'd be so like, this is an absolute rage. And I suffered. I'm a victim. Sure. You, it, you know what you know what I'm referring to, right? Of course. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I get it. I get. It. And I and that and that's what my whole but, stand-up is about. But what's genius yeah. is, they created. Hey, this is who we are. Yeah. If you want to laugh at you, laugh at We're not out to yeah. offend anyone. Yeah. Our intentions aren't bad. Yeah. Your intentions aren't no. bad. No. My intentions are not bad anymore. No. And if you can't handle that, I don't want you in the room. The I'm at the age in life. You're yeah. a father, Chris. Sure. You're not yet, but one day you will. You will be. He did have unprotected sex on the last cruise, so we could Good see it. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, we could see it coming soon. Good for you, yeah. Finn Dog. <laughs> Finn dog. <laughs> Have you ever been to Dublin? Okay, how about Boston? Just as good. <laughs> but creating creating your own crew yep. that totally trusts you and then they'll actually back you and fight for you yeah. when people come after you. Sure. And it's uh that is the new age. Mm-hmm. That is the new realm of comedy, yep. and it, it feels good because then you you're in the driver's seat. I was going to say it feels good because you're in we're the driver's in control, seat. Not many executives and, can stop us. And what know? feels better? Yeah, you know, a, a big crowd because you were on a TV show, right? But they think you're X, Y, and Z, right? I'm not going to mention comedians, right? But there's guys that that I know very well. Some right. of them are stars. Some of them are not stars. And people will go, I went to go see so-and-so, and I I, I thought I was seeing their character XYZ from television, and they didn't, I was traumatized, right. Right. and I just, I don't, and yeah. it's th- that's not me, right? but because they haven't, they haven't gotten their own, it's so nice to know. Yeah. If you didn't want to call me on this ride, oh, I like when you did your old stuff, you're talking about, well, I grew yeah. up. Yeah, I grew well, up. I'm yeah. a different human being Changed. now. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, and that's why it feels good. This era is so, and you can also ma- I can also you can maintain your anonymity and still be making like great money and have a great career and be selling tickets, but be able to walk through the streets and just not get mobbed because your niche fans know who you are. I like but that it only too. takes really. I mean, in the podcasting internet world, if you got ten thousand solid fans, you can have a whole career. I mean. Right, you can live your. I have dreams. I have dreams of, not dreams. Yeah, but I, I told my, I told my wife, and we talk about it, like, listen, in the fifties, the kids are getting ready to all leave the house. I, I'm gonna, I might hit it hard with a couple scripts. Yeah, I'm writing one now. I haven't done it, probably ever. I did film, what? film scripts, but. 30 minute, like you know, but I'm writing what I want to write, but I have the attitude of 
if it happens, it happens. Yeah. If it doesn't, yeah. I'm really still enjoying life. I got a, I just got a pilot for Comedy Central animation show about my life. Patty Fly Balls is a character telling the stories about my father and all that. Yeah. Really excited about it. Yeah. If this was three years ago, yeah. I mean, I would every call like, no, it's what do you need? Literally, I've been on every call with them. First of all, there's been a couple of times where like they've been ready to have a notes call. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm doing my podcast. Where where I've been like, I don't. I mean, I care and I love it. and I respect. No, no, you. And you it's just, a beautiful opportunity. You're more control but yourself. I just, but I just been like, hey guys, if yeah. you want to put this on the air, that's fantastic. If you're going to put it on the air, it's got to be exactly like I say. If you don't want to put it on the air, absolutely take it. I'm good with. I'm good with having it or not having it. I. At first, they said they want to do it in Atlanta. I was like, we can't do it in Atlanta. It's got to be in New York or L.A. because that's where the podcasts are. Yeah. I said, so I'll do podcasting around it. I said, but if you don't, if it's if it's got to be Atlanta, then that's a deal breaker and it's no problem. Where three years ago, I'd be like, you know what? I got to make this choice. I got to uproot my family. I got to do it. But now it's like, I don't got to do any of that shit. No, no, the, no. My career, I can't stop my podcast. Right. Like, I was excited for you to ask me to come do the podcast because I'm like, this... This is what it is. This is this is as big as if we were doing a TV show on the I air agree. right now. I so agree. it's like, and we're just in the cabin doing it. So we're in a cabin of the Jokers Impractical Impractical Jokers Cruise. Practical Jokers Cruise. That's it. Yeah. Somebody. I'm doing Jimmy Kimmel next week, and they were like, and my agent was like, "Aren't you so excited?" I was like, "I am," but as we got to just make sure that they're going to give me the footage of it right away because I got to put it on my Instagram. Right. That's all I. I, you and that's how it is. Instagram and it's over. Just and put on my Instagram. I'm, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful. You might even get more views just on your page than the whole show oh, no, does no, no. in general, Not without maybe. a doubt. A hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. That's, right. that's what happened with that 9-11 story. I did it on my Comedy Central hour special, and it was... E edited and the executives like we can't say this they're not a sponsor oh, i don't want to say that God. and the special came and went whatever God. then i did it one night at the comedy cellar my own version yeah put that out night viral night. right viral people come to my shows that's it that's it that's it because nobody it. it's the first time one of the first times in comedy yeah. and all of entertainment where nobody can stop us if i told my agent hey i got an idea about a politically incorrect history podcast where we're going to kind of find uncomfortable truths about history because me and Giannis Papas have such a love of history where we couldn't really be open about it when we were teenagers because guys like Patty Fly Bowles were like, yeah, history, what are you, sucking dick? Sure, and now sure. we're just open about it. We're like, <laughs> hey, I love, I think George Washington's awesome. Like, gay, yeah, you know? But yeah. but so, 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 if I would have ran that by my agent, they would have said, "No way, you can't, you can't do a podcast like that." And then, but because there wasn't, we just press record, and, and that's it. Right. And now the fans are just coming from all walks of life. Right. I mean, you, my, right. the one of the most proud. So, what am I listening to? Now I feel behind the times. So if, if, say your proud moment, and then I want to hear what I'm one listening to. One of the proudest, to. proudest moments I have yeah. is literally when we did the Celebrity Theater, Atlantic City, New Jersey. It was sold out. Which again, this is all new for me. You know, 600 seats sold out. It was sold out. The Gramercy Theater sold out like weeks in advance. All new shit. I was half, stoked. You're half stoked. full rooms at Bananas Comedy Club and the Holiday Inn Express last year. You're calling Finnegan. Finnegan, you're yeah, complete like, shit. I'm like, I need you. Brad, I need you. Two sold out shows, bro. You understand? You understand? Yeah. yeah. I was in freaking uh, no. flappers. Yeah. No, dude, I was calling him last year to be like, Pat, you need to get the bananas. I need people. Yeah, I like, need body. Right. Your whole fucking family. You need bananas. It's at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. I'll in Hasbrook Heights. Yeah, dude, we'll get, I'll get you free breakfast tomorrow. You know? You stay I'll get room. you a room. They said they'll give me an extra room. Yeah. But I'm doing this, <laughs> for you. this you know, this podcast, which not that it's politically incorrect, but we just talk. It's normal. It's the way you say, are. We normal shit. God. We're funny first. It's funny first. Sure. At the theater, I yeah. saw a, a full, like, a, a, a Jewish couple, man wearing a yarmulke with his wife, directly next to a woman, full Muslim, 
Hajib with her Muslim husband, both fans of mine, both sitting next to each other. Wow. And then after the meet and greet, I was like, that was crazy. That I told them, and they said, they said, yeah, we were actually talking before the show. We had done an episode about the history of the Crusades. And they were like, we both started talking about how much we both loved that episode. And we were shitting on the Jews and the Muslims. Like, you can't fucking believe. And, and, they, and, they, and about what, how stupid the ideology sure. of religion was back then and how so many people had to die for a fake man in the sky. Okay. And, and we did all that and but was funny yeah. and they are at the show and they're both my fans and yeah. then they said they both went out and got food after the show. And That's... I was like that for me like I remember I laid back in my room that night and I was like I almost started like crying. I was like I texted Giannis. I was like dude I think we got something. Who knows how big it's going to get. Hopefully it gets real big. But I was like right now we got something that's just like bringing people together and that's what you were saying before. I would do that for free. All right. Because it was dope. Let me ask you something. Yeah. So you come from your mom's you, you talked about how whatever you said about uh, the Muslim and Jewish yeah, and yeah. just religion in general yeah, yeah. with the history. So what do you think of all that? Are you are you? I don't see you as a religious guy, but you grew up where your mom right. was Catholic. My mother's extremely Catholic, hardcore, hardcore Catholic. I, mean, I have Catholic tattoos on my body. I, got, okay. I have crosses on my back. Like I'm still fighting so what, the Crusades. What do you? <laughs> all right. So what what do you think at the end of the day? If, if your mom wasn't listening, or no one was listening. Mm-hmm. And we're hanging out with Flanagan here. We've yeah. had a couple. <laughs> yeah. I think what is your take on, on, on all this? Just life in general. Is there a God? Is there spirituality? Is there religion? Did these prophets exist? What what is there anything out there? I think I think Is it spiritual like the Indians? What is it? I think from going back through history and researching and reading as much as I can, religion certainly served its purpose at points in history because you needed to the only way to unify a group of people was to give them one common theme and the one common theme was we will create a god and we will say this is what you shall do and if you want to do that conditions in this world were so miserable at certain points in our history that they said what are we going to get people to look forward to what are we going to get them happy about ah an afterlife ah do this and you will be rewarded because right now we know it sucks. We're not telling you it sucks, but we know it sucks that you have to die, that you know, there's a thirty-five to forty-five percent mortality rate in children under five in medieval England. There's in parts of uh Constantinople, you know, boys didn't let you know, uh they would send twelve year old boys to be on the front lines of the army to be killed and just be cannon fodder for the Christian crusader. So what how are we gonna get them to do that? We're gonna tell them that they're gonna get seven virgins in this religion. We're gonna tell them in that religion that when they die, they're gonna be sitting next to the right hand of the Father. So religion- Why do you think that was created? Because I think it was the only way for people to to organize people and unify people and make them shift focus from how horrible their lives were and how horrible the conditions were that the only way to get them to fight or do anything was to promise them if they abided by this religion's rules, they would be rewarded in the afterlife. If they did not do that, then they were not going to be rewarded in the afterlife, and then they couldn't do anything. So I think that at that point, it's always. But it's, what about times now that may be not as as, well, as here's, difficult or people struggling, right? Or we may say, or right. like some, you know, someone that doesn't know anything about any religion would right. go. They just watch the news and they go, "Well, they're all so look at the way they live, and well, right. women have to walk forty feet behind and sure. a bunch of savages sure. and what, sure. whatever people say." Yeah. What about now? How does that still? I think. Through all any point of history, I think you can see it. That at least that I've seen from the research that Giannis and I have done. Um, when you when religion, like in medieval England time, I'll use religion is high, 
science is down. Now we've shifted. Science is high. Religion is down. They can never coexist together because they'll cancel each other out. So one has to be high while the other one suffers. And now we're Race, at the point yeah. where science, of course, science is the thing where the, the now it's the thing. Religion now has become a thing that you don't trust, where it used to be the only thing that you trust. It's, but, you know, and I can only speak. I, you know, I know about now, Judaism and yeah. Islam, but Catholicism, it's yeah. like, you know, that's how why do you trust it, though? Because now it's Catholicism. Now when I'll, because I'll, let's take someone like my mother, who I love and adore and respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a complete disconnect from what reality is. My mother will say, how come you don't have, why, why aren't you have your daughter? Why isn't she baptized? I'll say, well, because there's things that happened in Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Catholicism that, right. you know, I don't trust. She goes, why are you sending your daughter? Why would you, wh how, how come you don't send your daughter to these Catholic camps? I said, well, there's a lot of pedophilia in 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 uh, right. our religion, right. she goes. It's not that many. I said it's 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 right now confirmed cases of about ten thousand men throughout the last fifty years have confirmed pedophilia cases. I said, so it's. She said, yeah, but I mean, is there really a chance that any of them could be around your daughter? I said, if I told you that there was ten thousand pedophiles, ten thousand pedophiles in this one place, but they're spread out over this area would you ever go into that area and she was like no so she i'm like well what you're telling me is you're not listening mom i'm like yeah. what you're saying and again whatever you, religion you want to choose yeah, yeah please it's totally up to you i have no problem sure. i love and respect it all right. you ask me though but i'm asking you yeah. what do you think i if anything exists does I something think, exist i think and this is from this is just your thoughts you're you're growing yeah yeah and this is again my own reading I had the pleasure of. I'll tell you my wacky thoughts. I, I had the pleasure of interviewing Neil deGrasse Tyson, who was one of the greatest thinkers of our time, great scientist. Uh, Elon Musk said this. Even the great Stephen Hawking said the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think the most likely explanation yeah. of what this all is yeah. is a simulation from us being a way more advanced race, and we are right now. In some type of simulated, I don't want to say video game is the thing that I would say to make it most compact, it's Matrix. but it's not that. Right. But it's something where we've been around, we're 10 million years in the future already. But this is, I don't believe that we have the free will we think we have. I think it's all part of the game because I think if you go through all these different points in history, yeah. it's all convenient things that are happening that would make me say, well, you connect these dots here, it's all. Just watch nature. For me, just watch one nature documentary and you tell me that this isn't a fucking game. When they have certain types of lizards that only live in a certain part of a certain jungle with certain types of beetles that can only move at a certain speed that is just this much slower than the lizard that can get it that it needs to eat to survive. <laughs> something is watching us saying, something is watching us saying, it's going to be fun, just like in sports, the little advantages. So that's what I think it is. But if you want to believe in Jesus, knock yourself out. That's what it is. Now, give me a gun. I'm going to blow my fucking head off. I want no, to get I love shot this. out of a cannon like Brewer. No, I like, no. I, all right, so now that's I go and. dumb idea. I, no, it's not a dumb idea. Yeah. It's an idea. Yeah. Um, I, I could be wacky for thinking this, but I always try to think, all right, original tribes. Now, I wasn't around for them. Mm -hmm. Indians, Peruvians, mm -hmm. Africans. Sure. They all had some type of 
connection and spirituality. Like an Indian will say, the soul is in water. The soul is in the tree. The soul okay. is in, in the air. The soul is the sun and the moon and whatever. And they didn't have books. Sure. They didn't have to go to class. Right. They lived it. Um, and I always, I just think sometimes, I wonder if we create religion mm-hmm. or, quote, prophets or right. saviors. Right. Because now all your eyes on that when the true human has such capable powers of healing of of mind reading of understanding your gut intuition mm-hmm. but yet 24/7 it's attacked with your mind 24/7 your mind is completely controlled from the moment you wake up to the time you go to bed from from the time you're a child you go to class sit down this is what you're doing it's rules 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 and obey 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 your whole lifetime this is what you do you sit up and you stand down you take the wafer you sit up and you stand down now you get on your knees and as you pray this and I look at that this is going on you got to pray about this and and I wonder and and if it's all just a setup, even a deeper control. And what I mean by that is, what better way to control minds? A, when when Catholics started, you got to confess. What great to go in each village and know everything that's going on. You got to come to confession. Right. You haven't been to confession. Now I know what your job is, how much money you make, everything about, I don't know if you're a drunk. I know if you cheat. I know who you're doing. I can, I can manipulate all these different scenarios, but you're trusted because you come in the name of Mm -hmm. God. And you're very respectable with a collar. And and I'm not disrespecting a religion. I'm just talking of, you know, thoughts. They're just thoughts. I'm not saying I'm right. And if we look at this, some some people, like I thought about this, I put out there um, something about, you know, John Lennon. If I hear great quotes... I don't tell anyone who it's from anymore because we've also been conditioned no matter what. How do we know? Right. You ever feel like you got a sign? Like, for instance, the father said to you, you got a thing. You got a thing. Did you ever think? Right. Blah, blah, blah. There was something right there. Right. But because we're so engulfed with, well, it didn't come from God. Mm-hmm. And it says in, in the Quran and in the Bible that. Yeah. But that powerful moment right right might have changed everything sure of you affecting so many people right but people will then tear down like for instance i said this thing about john lennon but what they said well you know he beat women someone me so they immediately discredit which is fine but can't can't someone who's been the worst person in the world give you one moment that could change your life can't can't Someone in prison, can't someone who's been an alcoholic, can't someone, they have that moment that can change your whole life. And who's to say that's not a deeper intuition or something that's that's trying so hard? I always just find it fascinating if you really look at all the jungles, Africa's being completely torn. Anything that's native, mm-hmm. we've been trained it's savage. Sure. They're they're prehistoric. Right. They're behind, but yet they all look after each other. Yep. They all have a different spiritual thing. And the one thing I've noticed through time and time, science can never define spirit or soul. 
No. Ever. You never can define that. Right. So I always tell people, you know, some people, well, science, I'm like, yeah, but science told me when I was in school, there's only nine planets. Yeah. Pardon my French, but how the fuck do you yeah. know how many planets we have and how do you know, you know, I had friends go, you know those stars, they're three years away. How does anyone, did anyone travel? Yeah. Three years and come back? Nobody knows. Seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. that's how, well, we approximated. You don't know shit. Yeah, and now, by the way, there's only eight planets. They oh, took we're down to away. eight? Yeah, I they took we away grew. Pluto. They took away Pluto! They took away Pluto. That's foul. That's foul. Why would you up. take Pluto? Take Mars. Yeah. It's red, it's creepy, we think of yeah. Martians. Yeah, they took away Pluto, so... I agree with you 100%. That's why when it comes to religion, you know, I'm not, I don't have the tattoos removed and from my body. I don't, you know. The, the biggest people, this always freaks me out. The people that that really started crossing over, right. black, white, different religions, everything, sure. have all been immediately, um, I will call them, assassinated in public for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, the... I totally believe that this is a bigger game. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out. Me either. And that's the thing. I don't want to. I just yeah. anyone out there. I'm having a good just time. Just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put no, down your phone. Sit by the fireplace. Nice just a conversation. It's nice to have a conversation. You bruise an asshole. You know, sometimes I'm an asshole. Yeah. yeah. But if I can't talk, then I don't want to hang out with it's you. So like, and that and that's what we talk about. You know, with it, it's like you know, I got no problem with whatever religion you want. It's beautiful, babe. Same. I, I just if gotta, it helps you, make you a better person. Please do it. It's a form Be of meditation. It's a form of spiritual good community. Absolutely. But when you start killing people or you start telling me you can't marry my daughter or my son because you don't practice this funny guy and this guy that I do, you're out of your fucking mind. Or judgment. You're out of your mind <laughs> with well, the I, judgment. You know? I go through judgment. Yeah. I struggle with people in my life and I go, okay, if you think the only way is this way, mm -hmm. why are you trying so hard to put this person there? And if you say you're going to give it into whoever's sure. hands. Yeah. You're not making. I don't understand that. If I if I say, let's say, uh, through this water cup is the way. Sure. If I say through this water cup is the way, okay. But and this one forgives all. Right. And this one loves everyone. Then why am I worried about if you know about the water cup? Yeah. Because the water cup already knows. It already knows. So why am I stressing all this time? Doesn't matter. Trying to figure out. Yeah. You and why you won't listen to the water cup with the water cup. It's a good point. Yeah. Listen to the water cup, That's Chris. That's what it is. Yeah. And if you don't they, yeah. know, that, well, then you're not going there. You're not going to the water cup. Sure. Yeah. That's the part that I go that I don't understand. Yeah. Like, well, what happened to people that live yeah. good lives? And I don't get all that. I just want people to think about that stuff. Yeah, That's think all. about it. And, just cool and stuff to think I, about. And then, and then when you do the research, especially with religion, you start to see, like, you know, when Catholics can't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. and then you I don't get that. Well, I'll tell you where it's from. You don't need to tell me where it's from. I don't do it. I, I don't. don't. I don't put ashes on me. Yeah. I don't have anything against it. Unless it's St. Patty's Day. Then. Unless it's St. Patty's Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we get the shamrock yeah. on. All right. This is fun. I don't want to. I want to keep you up. We, right. we packed out an hour. Sure. All right. Tell me. Yes. Uh, Gab, what time is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got right. time. Right. No, whatever you want. Yeah. Can we take a pee break? Let's take a pee. Let's pee. take a pee break. Let's take a pee pee. Stop.
Hello. So oh, we were talking about. Um, books. I said I agreed with him in his views of the simulation, and I was like, "Yeah, I agree. I feel like I'm living in the Hunger Games every day of my life, like just watching stuff. I'm like, I'm literally. Oh my God, this is the Hunger Games. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and so, and so, oh my God, like the classes and stuff, and how like the highest class like they're doing like they have all the body modifications and stuff like people have like whiskers and shit Ooh, it's just so weird <laughs> yeah. yeah even like now being on the ocean it's like you feel like you're in like the course for the hunger games where they can yeah, just he control went a little deeper and he's like just you could look out in the ocean and it's like they're following i don't know where you're <laughs> yeah <laughs> well no well i'm saying with the ocean I'm saying like with just like if you watch the movie The Hunger Games, it's like they they're in this course and everything like somebody can just put like from above, just put a lion in or make a wave. Yes. So things like that. So yes. it's like it feels like, yeah. you know, that's what happens here. And then we started discussing books and I was telling her a great book I just read was called Sapiens. And what Sapiens is about, Middle Eastern author, not biased at all. He's like, hey, I'm just telling you the facts of how things happened. So this, you make your own opinion. And one thing he said, he's like, you know, all it's right now in these times, it's all the rage is about um, cultural appropriation is a big problem. You're appropriating my culture. You're not supposed to have your hair like that. You're not supposed to eat that food. And then what he said, which was like a great point, which he was like, culture in itself is just a product of rape and conquer he said so whatever your culture is whatever you think your culture is right now your great 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 grandparents would slap you in the face if they saw you doing what you think is your culture that you're defending to the death if you see anybody else do because they did something completely different your culture was raped and tortured and conquered into you and then over years of generation you think i'm from this island we wear our hair like this so if you don't wear if you wear your hair like this fuck you you're taking my culture when really you never wore your hair like that until the people came and killed everybody in your island and said we're wearing our hair like this so it's like the whole idea of cultural appropriation in itself is so stupid because yeah. it doesn't come from any one thing it's human culture that should just be celebrated and talked about so it just feels like being a victim right now it's what's fashionable and what's cool. Like when Jim was a kid, or even when I was a kid, it was cool to be goth. Now if you want to rebel, now if you want to rebel, you can be transgender. And I, I'm not saying there's people that weren't born that, I'm sure it's a horrifying thing to have your a female brain in a male body. I'm sure that's horrifying, and I know that people that people go through that. Yeah. And it is it is a small percentage of people, but it is absolutely, there, there have been transgender people or people with the wrong, wrong brain in the wrong body since the beginning of time, absolutely. Yeah. But not, not at the wait, level wait, we have. Wait, wait, not wait. at the level we have now. Yeah. Wait, wait, I also agree with how cultural appropriation is such bullshit. Yeah. Because that's literally what culture is. Culture, like you're supposed to be like embracing culture. Of course. I don't know why people are like, oh my God, you can't, you can't do that. You can't touch it. Like you're supposed to touch it. Of course. Like, you're supposed to be immersed. Yeah, in of course. That's how you learn. Like if you're, if you're hating on culture and never. like, you can't, oh, it's just so stupid. Like shut the never, fuck up. Never, never, <laughs> ever trust anyone like any of those like extremely loud voices that want change. They don't. They want you to stay divided. Yeah. They, they want you to stay divided because the people who actually want change will just go out and, like you said, make a small decision and say, hey, I, you know, I can I touch your hair? It's culture feeling out. You won't be like, hey, this is what we have if to do. Division is the thing I, that's, yeah. I was living in Africa 
a few summers ago actually for about a month and a half and they are so open to like anything like they sure like and they're very they're very like loving people of course so, they are oh my god they're awesome i loved it i talk about it all the time i just yeah. Yeah, I was in Tanzania. I was in Arusha for five weeks, like volunteering. Yeah. And yeah. And you would see what was really interesting too is like their culture is so loving and like mm-hmm. family and stuff. Like you would see two grown men like holding hands and I like believe it. it was very like it was just a friendly gesture. Like mm. it was very common too. Yeah. If you saw that here, it's totally different meaning. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's 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 a backwards place. Yeah. Yeah. But it's okay. So I have a I have a conspiracy theory. Sure. On the transgender. Okay. You never heard it in the mass media. Right. Mass media is what pulls it out there and what glorifies it and what keeps giving it all the attention. Right. Right. Trust me on that one. Sure. I believe it. Now, who who profits at the end of the day from you deciding... That I don't know if I'm I'm this or that, and I'm going to change my organs. Which, by science, you're just you're getting an operation. Sure. Yeah. Without science, nature. Right. This does not exist. Right. 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 So I say, between Botox and make your lips look better mm-hmm. and get your fake boobies. And put your new genitals in. And we can cut you up and put in different genitals. That is an agenda that's making a lot of money. And when they realized they were onto something, right? They, they, they invested all that money into mass media, and now it's infiltrated into schools. Believe it. Because they're making trill, they, they, they go ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Sure. Because what you don't really hear is you can't, I don't buy for anything else that someone's making a tremendous profit and you can't tell me. I believe it too. Dude, I wore my mom's pantyhose. Yeah. I I thought about being a woman a, a woman many times. And I thought if I was a woman, I'd probably be a whore knowing <laughs> the way got what guys I'm like, I would be the greatest chick ever. Ever, <laughs> and that's just honest thoughts that I have sure. in my life. But never, I've dressed up as a woman, whether it was with friends or it's Halloween or whatever the thing is, or you whatever it is. Right. It was fun. We laugh. Life is good. Right. Maybe I had a crazy thought here and there. I don't know. I yeah. can't pinpoint it. I'm sure I did. Yeah. I'm sure I did. Yeah. I might have looked at a banana one day when I was 14, like, man, I, was just, I don't know. Would I, can I? Oh, gross. I don't know. Right. But what I'm getting at is <laughs> to then be infiltrated to go, those thoughts mean mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, and you should think about we can cut you open right. and put in a new body. Right. And then I personally would like to hear Right. From people that have Is made that my that's my phone. Oh. Can you get my phone, baby? Oh. Oh. I would like to hear from people that did change into that world, but are at least five to ten years into it. Mm-hmm. And if if I, I want to hear all the the goods, the bads, the thoughts and all that. Sure. Rather than it it does bother me when I see they're in schools now. Oh, sure. you maybe that you can't talk to a a child like what do you 
I, I I'm sorry. I got different views on well, that. Well, no, but it just feels like, to me, it's the new rebellious young teenager thing to do where it used to be goth music it used to be rock and roll and now it's this but who's who's pushing that because all because correct they have no idea correct but pop culture also defines goth and everything else it's all agenda when mtv came it taught you what bands to listen to how to dress how to act how to be in it taught you everything everything is shown to you and mind manipulated I believe How it. How to live and go on. I believe it. If you just look at the history of media in general, mm-hmm. it's just that is how you control yeah. everything. We're going to make these, watch this, you want to see these fuckers? This, this guy, this black guy raped this this white nine-year-old, this, this, this cop beat the hell out of a dead, this white guy. Sure. And it gets everyone all yeah. right. I remember being young and I asked my dad, you know, I said, I said, Dad, why do you watch the news? I said, so how many people live in New York? Eight million. So we're going to hear about the two assholes right. for the next four. What about the seven million plus that helped each other out, that bought groceries sure. for someone, that someone was dying and they, and they came over there to make them feel better? Oh, they wouldn't want to hear that. Says who? Right, We've right. never been given a chance. Right, right. I believe it. Even like 24-hour news networks, I think once once you had to, once the news became a story and it wasn't really about journalist integrity or no. anything like that, it was like, no. hey, we need to, the news becomes entertainment with these 24-hour news stations. Then you see all the, now all these and problems are everywhere. But it's not entertainment. I know. It's it's poised sure. to to stir up your emotions. Of course what it are is. the greatest radio the radio radio programs? They stir your emotions. Sure. You watch sports because people are addicted to sports and you watch ESPN, they're the stupidest sure. programs. Are, do you think that Dak Prescott is gonna make it through the year of and people talk about for an hour? I know. For an it's hour. Stupid. It's mindless. What are you talking about? But without that, you wouldn't be doing it. Right. Exactly. We're exactly. All, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. What? Maybe you are right. Maybe it's just one computer game. It feels like it. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, can't. There, there's there has to be a change soon. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I also see the younger generation has been infiltrated. Right. But anyway, yeah. I don't know. We can go yeah. on forever. Yeah, we can. I'm exhausted. Me too, baby. Let's, I got shows tonight. Let's wrap this up. You guys yeah. show. Yeah. Um, the Spinnaker Lounge. Can, tell us. Tell yes. us. Everywhere to follow you. ChristyComedy.com, at ChristyComedy on Instagram and Twitter, uh, HistoryHyenas.com, and then at HistoryHyenas on Instagram, and I got shows. Check my schedule. All my tour dates are up at ChristyComedy.com and HistoryHyenas.com, and uh, I got shows. C-H. Everywhere. C-H-R-I-S-D-C-O-M-E-D-Y.com. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having I'm me. Glad babe. I got to hang and talk with you. You too, my man. Enjoy the rest of the cruise. We'll see each other. Yeah, we'll catch up later tonight. It'll be great. <laughs> let's make. Let's just try to make sure Pat doesn't die. This was. This was a good talk. And again, listen. Yeah, we're just talking. Nothing yeah. me and Chris say. We're not, we're not going to change in the world no. if we can't sit down and just talk. You got nothing left in life. We're entertainers, not politicians. Remember that's that. right. Yeah. That's right. You guys have a good one. Thanks for you listening. You too. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. So there you go, everyone. Like I said, uh, that was Chris Stefano. Check out all his socials. Really good guy. Um, have a lot of ideas for him, too. 
I did the Paramount. Gabrielle sang. We'll get into it next week. We will also get into the whole crew of the Impractical Jokers came into my cabin and they sat down to the podcast with me. And we're going to do that next week. I hope their movie's doing well because they're just great guys. I plan on seeing it once I hit the road in Richmond, Virginia this coming Friday. And like I said, a lot of those tour dates, uh, Sarasota sold out. So we're adding another show at McCurdy's. Clearwater is almost sold out. Capitol Theater, please get your tickets. I love Clearwater. And I really hope we sell that room out. Ocala, um, I believe we're in Chattanooga. Arizona's about to pop up. There's a lot of great dates I'm hitting that have not been in a very long time, if not ever. So I hope to see you on the road. Hope you enjoyed today. And for everybody that supports me, I just can't say enough to all of you. Let's catch up next week. There's so much to catch up on. And um, thank you so much for listening. All the best to you. And me and Dee are going to go enjoy Florida right now. A couple days to ourselves before I go on tour with Gabrielle. We'll see you out there. Thank you so much.